welcome to the Purpose Cycle Podcast. This podcast helps you unlock the secrets to success. Welcome to Season 3. Here is what we've got in store for you today. For therapy, I, you know, well, one of the reasons is to one deal with the issues, like you know that, that you're presenting with. But people present with these issues, and really, they're not seeing what's going on underneath. They're not, they're not actually, you know, they're not acknowledging or seeing the root cause. And when you've got someone there to listen and give you compassion and wholeheartedly try to see from your eyes, you've then got like this bad idea, this different perspective of your life. Hello everybody and welcome to the Purpose Cycle podcast. My guest this week helps people break through what is holding them back and it's a very unique episode because it is the first of its kind of, it's an area that I know very little about but I'm really intrigued into learning a lot more so I hope you all join me in welcoming Sophie Neve to the episode. Sophie, how are you doing? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm great. Thank you. Fantastic stuff. So, uh, We'll tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do. Yeah, cool. So I'm a fully qualified hypnotherapist um, and I have got a massive passion for all things holistic healing and spiritual growth. And, you know, it's, it's something that I have fallen into, shall we say, through my own personal development and through my own healing journey and spiritual journey. Uh, so I, my mission is basically to help people, allow people to heal and break free from anything that holds them back from living in fulfillment, for living their best life. You know, for, for I kind of hate that term, living your best life, but living in you know, in a way that you can feel good about yourself the majority of the time. And yeah, it's something I'm very, very passionate about. Passionate about. Oh, fantastic. Well, you're absolutely correct. Um, oh, sorry, the sound's just going a bit there. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Obviously, um, you said about living the best life. It's true though, because at times we can often operate at less than our full capacity. And mm. we're not if we're not operating at our optimum level, then obviously we're not living to our potential. So I'm just really interested to dig deep into the start of things because you said it was a passion. And quite often nowadays, a lot of our projects, our businesses, our kind of like side hustles that stem into our purpose and our full-time careers often start out as passions uh, mm. and, and hobbies. So, so how did this passion trigger for you? Oh, so it all started, so I was actually um, in education, I was training to be a teacher, a primary teacher, and I ultimately hit a really hard time in my life, where I was, you know, I was absolutely riddled with anxiety, my moods were so low, I was just really, really struggling, and at the time, my son was two years old, and I was literally at breaking point. And you know, I know you know what it's like during teacher training, <laughs> you know. And there was, yeah, and that basically sent me into a bit of a breakdown. And 
I came across mm -hmm. hypnotherapy and I can honestly say that was, little did I know at the time, that was like the catalyst for everything that I've done over the past eight years. Um, it's something, like I said, that's developed from a place of knowing and understanding and empathy. I suppose you can say I'm like a true empath. I, I, I feel my way through life. Um, and that's something I've learned to do by sort of digging into what caused, you know, what caused that anxiety? What caused that absolute breakdown? What was actually going on in my life? at the time to cause that anyway i went through the whole hypnotherapy sessions and my panic attacks had stopped i'd become stronger in myself i started coming off medication um you know it was great and at the time i was i decided teaching just wasn't for me i was feeling that way because i wasn't aligned to yeah what I was doing, that wasn't my purpose anymore. When I thought about it, it felt like a heavy weight instead of something that lit me up. And, you know, I came to a real kind of standstill after that because I thought, oh my God, what what am I gonna do? Like, what what is my purpose? Why am I here? Like, what, what do I wanna do? I don't want to do something that doesn't, you know, doesn't make me feel good and something that weighs me down and something that causes me so much stress, you know. Um and like I said, we we're all we're all drawn to different things for different reasons and, and there are like lessons as I've realized, you know, throughout mm -hmm. this like healing journey that I've been on. It's like been level it's like level going up levels, I suppose. Um anyway, I got into counseling I started doing a counseling course and I found that you know although I'd had hypnotherapy there was still stuff you know that was affected me there were still things that limited me I still had negative behaviors uh, I still had issues in relationships and issues with you know myself like my self-love and if you know when you do a counseling course it's it's not easy they it's like literally ripping yourself apart and digging into the deepest parts mm -hmm. of your soul <laughs> oh honestly it's um that's a journey in itself yeah so yeah. I, I went into you know counseling thinking this is what i'll do well i'll be a counselor and a couple of years later something happened there was a reason why i couldn't get on the third year that stopped there was a reason why i couldn't do my third year in hull i don't think there were enough people for the course or it was running on a day that i couldn't do it was about running on a day that i couldn't do and i took this as a sign i'd started to develop um a real intrigue with spirituality and guidance from the universe and i was mega interested in any blogs about the law of attraction manifestation later developing into working with moon cycles and things like that and all these things kind of led me to hypnotherapy again 
and I'd seen a course to do the level four at the counselling and the first year was actually hypnotherapy training and I was like yeah I'm, I'll, I'll have a go give it a go <laughs> might as well have that you know in the tool belt yeah. and it actually ended up being the thing that lit me up it ended up being Fantastic. yeah it ended up being the thing that I felt super aligned to well, so the themes that I'm getting from that then is the the old adage that things happen for us, not to us. And mm. eventually, if we kind of have that mindset of like, this is why it's happening and we can pick it apart, then there is the ultimate reason. And even if it's not yeah. instant, it's coming, you know, having that faith that it will arrive at some point. And, and that is something that is it escapes me for such a long time you obviously look at the instant aftermath but then when you can kind of have that patience and peace of mind yeah, yeah. it's definitely it definitely comes to the to the fore there and and the aspirations that that you had there to that was triggered well we, i usually call it triggered from trauma or triumph yeah. and, and in that case it, it was triggered from the trauma of the experiences that you went mm. through early in teaching and then yeah. it came back and i love the way that you mentioned about the, the counseling training and how it kind of ripped ripped everything apart and then you were able to build back up together because mm. that's something that I, I call in the realization phase which is yeah. the second phase and and it's always the most difficult because you you have to look at yourself you have to look at your environment you have to look mm. at what it is that you're doing so so in terms of looking inward then uh -huh. what were the kind of inner dialogues that you had to have with yourself in order to progress through because it must be something that is well there's a lot of unknowns about the hypnotherapy and spirituality world i, I dip my toe in to spirituality with manifestation and law of attraction but uh -huh. you obviously delved well into it so so was that something over that was the scary? Years, yeah was that scary <laughs> and over the years so was that like a gradual process or did you kind of go very, all in? very layered and very on and off to start with because like i said you know i say this to a lot of people this journey it's been a journey it, there's been so many ups and downs there's been so many life challenges that i've dealt with like major traumas as well since since my first you know lot of hypnotherapy and since then i've continued to have coaching and you know done my own inner work myself and like i said about the moon stuff which i'll i'll get into later if you fancy um that's very incorporated into my work right now it was it was a very gradual process like i i started learning tarot and oracle cards like as it using them as like a guidance but something i'd always had like a pull to they were like i was a bit like a magnet to that kind mm -hmm. of side to things and it was very hush hush and clusters woo and i hate the word but i hate when people term it as like woo woo and it's that it's not you know against anybody who says that it's just society's perception of alternative um alternative practices and alternative ideas that kind of stuff can be very shut off and it took me a long time to actually come out of the spiritual closet as a lot of people call it i find it really funny um i only started showing myself that side of myself last year you know like publicly especially incorporating it into my work um that took years to build up that's that took 
years of learning to stop caring about what other people think and follow my joy, follow oh, my yeah. actual, you know, when where, where I want my energy to be. And, and it must be liberating. It is, it is. And then I found that there's so many people that are like really intrigued by it and people that have never looked at it before ever. Like, God, I, I think I've converted so many of my one-to-one -one clients <laughs> with this kind of stuff, but it works so well with the kind of looking, you know, allowing them to dig even deeper, like into the subconscious because you know, we are driven by subconscious, we are driven by our subconscious and we don't, you know, we don't often look what's in there because it's not on the surface. Everything on the surface is our conscious, the external, you know, the day-to-day -day stuff that we deal with. But, you know, that there's drives within our subconscious mind, which is a bit like our computer hard drive, if you like. Yeah. That's like that part of the brain, you know, and that intrigues me it it blows my mind how we can be so fully in so out of control yet find the power within us to start creating and reprogramming so we can start creating our own realities and start pushing through those old stories that we've you know learned and picked up about ourselves that are often based in other people's stories and other people's conditioning, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it just fascinates me. And when I talk about it, this is when I say to people, like, the whole reason for therapy, I, you know, well, one of the reasons is to one, deal with the issues, like, you know, that, that you're presenting with. But people present with these issues and really, they're not seeing what's going on underneath. They're not, they're not actually, you know, they're not acknowledging or seeing the root cause. And when you've got someone there to listen and give you compassion and wholeheartedly try to see from your eyes, you've then got like this bird's eye view, this different perspective of your life. And you can then start to, you know, manipulate and change things and yeah it's it blows my mind honestly <laughs> oh, it, it is so fascinating I, I believe um obviously with the i want to go back to the the whole woo thing you know people yeah, yeah, are claiming yeah. that because yeah. i I'm, i can relate in a, in a certain way because um that a lot of my book is about that kind of stuff that and about the energy that we give off and and uh -huh. the law of attraction and um, so to a certain extent there's a lot of similarities there and yeah and i think for for me i was when i finished the book i went through a phase of around a month and a half of being really embarrassed and 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 because i knew it was getting printed and mm. i couldn't stop it and i knew that people would see it one day and mm -hmm. i was thinking this is going to be really embarrassing when people think it's all because i've had those comments before myself i think um <laughs> Being, right like, being a being a man yeah. as well, yeah, and, yeah. and having male friends who are like, yeah. "What? Sorry, what are you getting into now?" And it's uh, it's yeah, it's that difficult conversation. But you kind of do evaluate your circle of trust and and who mm. you kind of have as your influences, your external influences. So I wanted to ask you about that. Was was that something that you had to kind of 
reevaluate re your, your circle of influence. It might have been that you kept your circle of friends or, or close people very similar, but it might be the influence that they have. You have to become more impervious to your own thoughts rather than letting those external things come in. Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of drip fed stuff to my close circle of friends and they, you know, they all used to joke and say, oh, here she comes, like flowers in her hair, surfer hippie and, you know, like they used to just laugh about it and stuff and I kind of used to sort of, you know, just think, yeah, this is like my thing, this is, this is me and, and I'm going to start showing you and it was it I suppose it was layers of like I said it's funny how it all happened because I do think we're guided to what we need to come across at the right time and what we need to learn and a big someone in I don't know if you've heard of her Gabby Bernstein is like a massive you know she's I remember buying her book. I don't even know, like, I can't remember how I came across her, but I bought her a book called The Universe Has Your Back. And this was after someone had recommended The Secret to me. And I didn't read all The Secret. I just kind of flicked through it and I got the gist, you know, and I started researching about manifestation. And it kind of went from one thing to another. I kept finding different authors and different bloggers. And there was all this, like... You know all these people that I was looking up to and then I started on and off doing like little practices like practicing manifesting I remember when I manifested uh, it's when I first started practicing manifesting and the guidance was like manifest something small like like a feather so I thought right I'm gonna manifest a feather and I was you know sat there thinking about the feather how will I feel when I get this feather? And it, I didn't do a white one because I thought, no, that's really easy. There's always, <laughs> there's always these feathers around. And um, I said an orange feather. Anyway, forgot about it. And a few weeks later, I'd lifted my bed up and there was an orange craft feather, like just in plain view. And that's when I thought, there's something in this, you know, like that's when my faith kind of started developing yeah. with it. And, yeah, it's just been really ongoing since then. That's interesting. It's, uh, it, it's so fascinating to see your journey so far. And, and then what I'm getting as well about you saying that the signals that the, the, the universe is offering to you, that life offers to us, and mm. and purpose, finding you. So what, what are your thoughts on people who chase purpose? Do, do you feel like it kind of can be you can be consumed by chasing yes. the goals uh, and should we mm. allow things to come to us by manifesting and letting things gravitate rather than chase 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 yeah if you chase 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 you're gonna burn out and there's often like another you know underlying there's nothing wrong with chasing goals believe me but i do believe there's a time to chase and attack there's a time to do and there's a time to be and i've learned that by working with the moon Funnily enough, I don't know if you've ever looked into like, you know, working <laughs> with like the moon magic, as I call it. I yeah, so the moon goes, it's a cycle, yeah? It's and it, it goes from the new moon, which is the dark moon, you don't see it, and it starts to get lighter and lighter as it goes through the phases. And so the new moon is all about like planting your desires. It's it's where you start 
really dreaming and often do you know I always ask my clients what's your dreams like what are your desires and it's very hard to know what they are if you are you know suffering from trauma or if you've got things to heal it's very it's very hard to see past your current negative situation you know the thing that's pulling you back the thing that's yeah. really holding you back from you know it's, it's kind of like having different layers of shades on it's like taking a layer off until you can see clearly about what you really want um but you know when we when we do at the start of the, the new moon that's when we dream and throughout until we get to the full moon that's when we work on bringing our desires into fruition so that's when you start to take aligned action towards your goal so if your goal is to i don't know find more calm or more balance in your you know work family life you manifest that you know, you ask for the guidance and you take the steps. You take the steps to healing. Like, what, what needs to happen? Do you need to go to a therapist? In therapy, what do you need to do? You know, do, do you need to start looking a bit more into your beliefs? You know, what are your limiting beliefs? What are, what are the things that stop you from achieving the thing that you wanted to manifest and that's what working with the moon's all about so when we get to the full moon the, the moon is illuminating a light into the shadows like some people call it shadow work like inner work you know and it's when the moon's full it's illuminated so that's where we can start looking into right this hasn't happened yet so how why is it not happening and what can i do to change and it's like moving forward it's that like cycle of moving forward and maybe sometimes we get stuck and and we have to repeat the cycle and you know like a, a lot of people who come to me they have repeating patterns through their behaviors through the relationships you know that they've learned how they've learned to be and you know that there's loads of ways that we can start to break free you know break through them tap into them give them some love like what is it what do we need to change and yeah it's it's a way for momentum and and when when i say there's a time to be that's when you know when we can sort of surrender to whatever it is that's happening take some rest go inwards you know don't work 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 because we're so i think in our society there's so much masculine energy and i like i'm really interested in the balance of the feminine and masculine and when i say that i, I mean like i don't mean male and female i mean the energies yeah. so masculine energy is really is connected to the sun it's all about passion and going to get your girls and working hard and you know like that kind of fire energy whereas the feminine energy is like the moon's energy so that's all about going inward and you know looking it you know in, inspecting who we are and getting to know how we work and what works for us 
Wow, wow. That's, that's, that's something I've learned there. Um, I had no idea that that was the yeah, the two. So that's really interesting to hear about as well because you can start to kind of attach your own thoughts. I'm sure the listeners are doing this now. What habits and what behaviours am I doing that's giving it the, the, mm. the uh, masculine energy and, and the feminine yeah. energy as well? I'm interested to know what it's like for clients when they are you know, experiencing that situation with you and you are unlocking some of these deep-lying behaviours mm. um, that they have. I can imagine that quite a lot of it would feel like a weight off your shoulders, um, but maybe is that slightly delayed because there's a lot of things that might come to the, the fore that might be a little bit overwhelming how have you sort of experienced that obviously you don't have to go into individual details but as a general kind of um consensus yeah, yeah. how would the people find that because i imagine if mm. something came out for me that i wasn't aware of i'd find it quite overwhelming yeah if everybody's journey is different and you know it's <sighs> I have to take it at my client's pace. I'm not, in therapy, I'm not coming from a place of I know best. I am meeting the client where they're at, you know. I'm I'm trying to see the world from their eyes. So when, when we go through therapy, you know, we have a lot of, you know, like, revelations that kind of whoa I never thought of it that way you know like I've never seen this before I don't speak about this sort of stuff you know that it's very it takes a lot of courage to go to therapy and open yourself up to a complete stranger and I have Honestly, I say this with so much love in my heart because I have so much bloody appreciation for my clients. They, you know, the, the, the things that they start to discover and how they deal with it, it's, it's very emotional and can be very empowering. And, you know, sometimes there's that feeling of elation, you know, where, where there's, there's been like a big change, like a big progress. and. Yeah, it's great, but there's also times where, you know, we might get halfway through and, you know, they're finding it really difficult and they're questioning relationships and they're questioning, you know, like their childhood and they're questioning themselves and, like, God, who am I? Who am I really? And that's really difficult. That's That's very difficult because... I think with any change, there's a sense of sometimes like a sense of grief for the past or even mourning, you know, like a sense of mourning for an inner child or depending on what experiences they've been through, you know. Um, Yeah, everyone's different and everyone reacts differently to the hypnosis as well it's um you can never predict it (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you that you can never predict it certainly keeps on your toes oh it does it does but this is why i'm like i'm sure you realize like i'm absolutely fascinated by you know the our whole human experience our Mm -hmm 
the way we interact, the way we make relationships, the way we perceive the world, it's we're all so individually unique. Yeah, and yeah. I suppose my you know, my whole vision for all of this is to have a world where we can start to, you know, acknowledge ourselves and our behaviours and actions and and see this kind this way of tapping into the mind and tapping into the mindset as a way of healing, you know, like being the first part of call. Do you know what I mean? And I've got absolutely nothing against medication. I think medication is very necessary in certain areas, but our society, Western society, is very quick to jump to medication without first looking at emotion because emotion is energy and energy doesn't disappear right so we all carry this is like i find this so fascinating as well we all carry energy from generations you know like our line our ancestors you know down the paternal side and the maternal side and we'll often see cycles repeating through generations and that's when we can really look like you know is there something that i can't control is there a, is there a pattern there that needs to be broken you know and i've found that especially personally you know the my journey is all about breaking patterns that have repeated throughout my family's history <laughs> Yeah, you made, you made some interesting points there that I want to pick back up on. And yeah. and just touching on that final bit, actually, about the, the line, that must be, you know, I've noticed before that there'll be certain fears, probably more, more like phobias, for example, mm -hmm. that I've, I've displayed during childhood or later on. And my mother said to me, oh, well, your grand or your great granddad had a phobia of this and having yeah. never met him because it was so many years ago you you, you think how is that possible so mm -hmm. that that definitely makes sense to me i want to talk about the, the what you said about medication the power of the mind because this is something yeah. that i've had quite a strong belief about for such a long time because we underestimate how yeah. powerful our energy and our mind is mm -hmm. and like you said the western world is quite quick to jump onto the medication bandwagon yeah. and i feel like it stemmed from pharmaceutical uh, companies just building up that narrative quite easily so it's it's available and readily there for you so mm -hmm. trying to maybe deviate i mean we don't want to impose our beliefs on everybody but trying to yeah. deviate people and steer them in the right direction have you tried this i feel like exercise is brilliant for that as is therapy and all of these are there yeah. Well, they're all types of therapies, aren't they? In a way, yeah. you can find your own blend. Um, yeah. For example, I love exercise and reading, um, and making sure I'm hydrated at my sleep's right. Mm -hmm. And you're building these facets. So, so then, how do you break that pattern? To somebody who might be reliant upon that, because my demographic is uh, like primarily uh, 18 to 35 young male. So I feel like they would be in a situation where, and obviously we have plenty of we have a. Vast range of listeners, but 18 to 35 males, they're in high pressure jobs more often than not, or coming out of college and uni where they've got those social pressures. Is it easy to mask it with medication and open themselves up to therapy? How would you kind of guide those people towards that? 
So what I would say is always, you know, if you are suffering with something that is, you know, causing you distress, it's causing you illness, things like that, you know, I, I always recommend seeing the GP. However, take into consideration that our the majority of our physical, emotional and mental issues are coming from a place of repressed emotion. So emotions that have been stuck and trapped within the psyche, within the body, from sometimes a very, very young age, sometimes from past lives, you know, and, and I, can, I can imagine some people think past lives, what a load of, you know, what a load of shit, but, <laughs> you, you know, like, don't knock it till you tried it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I understand that the majority, and, and I can honestly say, when I first started this out, I honestly imagined having loads and loads of female clients, but I have pretty much half and half of male and female clients. And many of the male clients come and they're like, oh, do you know, like, this is a proper last resort, you know, or someone's told them about it and they thought, sod it, I'll give it a try. And you're not, not having too much hope or trust in, in this because it, it you know, it, it, it needs a sense of openness mm-hmm. and opening up for a lot of people is really, really difficult. It's not something that they're used to and that's why they're in the situation they are in the first place because their emotions have been pushed down. And, you know, especially with men, like, you know, when I said about repeating cycles, you go back and men were told to man up, you know, like, don't show your emotion, don't show... Emotion has been very much connected with weakness in, in society and... Do you know what? Showing your emotion and acknowledge your, your emotions is a sign of absolute strength in my eyes because it takes a lot. It takes a lot to go into the past and it takes a lot to acknowledge, you know, how, how those emotions have got there and why, you know, why you have this fear of failure or why you aren't very confident or why you don't feel enough or why you don't feel good enough you know like these these beliefs these core the, and these are core beliefs you know that mm-hmm. are created within us from being kids we we develop our belief system from up to well from between being born and being around seven years old that's when our belief system is created and you know growing up a lot of people have been told to stop crying, stop whining, keep your mouth shut. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very, we, we've been suffocated. Mm-hmm. And you've got to think of it as like, you know, pressure cooker, all that emotion piling up until, you know, it explodes. And it's usually, you know, in your 20s, 30s, you're sometimes even younger, you know, well, these things can happen at any time it's not even a certain age but you know 
we might start questioning things a little bit more in in our late 20s 30s or something might trigger something you know relationships jobs careers i certainly don't think so um i believe the rise in society's use of like recreational drugs is is associated with masking emotions and it's a kind Mm. of self-medication yeah and um I, i always think about how that how damaging that could be because you when you notice people who are going through that whether you know them directly or indirectly you always think that they're kind of unearthing things about themselves when that's happening so they're not masking at all they're actually showing more of their kind of those beliefs and, and systems so kind of trying to change that mindset into therapy and other mm. forms of of exercise really whether it be mental exercise yeah, yeah. i think me- mental exercise is something that i've kind of tried to mm. jump into because i was always very sporty however yeah, yeah. my mental side i mm-hmm. was really i was poor with because i think like yeah. you said we've been suppressed and told yeah. to just get on with things and, and whatnot so i do mm-hmm. believe that's something that as a society we really need to open ourselves up to a bit more yeah. and rather than just bat off and say this is kind of like crazy crazy stuff well actually mm-hmm. look at look at how your life is going with those with what you're currently doing yeah. um yeah. I, I wanted to ask you a question about the the kind of male world and and the rise of the kind of females uh i don't know like you know your entrepreneurs successful women in business do they do you have you noticed something as a whole in, in society with women that they feel like they have to keep up with them with men in a certain way because they've got to make their mark in that yeah. world where it's male dominated and do they have to kind of act a little bit more like that with that masculine energy that's how i lived until until I had a proper breakdown. <laughs> um, yes, females, I, I, I see that, you know, we, we there's a pressure to keep up. There's a yeah. pressure to live by that masculine energy. But, you know, females especially are beings that live by cycles, you know, through... Yeah you know age cycles menstrual cycles different times in your life and we could do with more a balance you know for males like you know when I was talking about inviting the feminine energy in yeah I've I've seen a rise in just lately in females incorporating the feminine energy into entrepreneurship and it's something that I will live, I live by this, right? I incorporate, I live my message. I, I, And I would say more so in the past two years where things have massively, you know, my life was turned upside down, like thrown upside down and by a series of, a series of traumatic events. And, you know, I've learned that we need to invite this feminine energy in as a way of, allowing ease and flow that i think there's there's a new paradigm that things are going to change and i want to be part of that change in inviting in this balance of go getter you know going for your dreams working but knowing when to rest and knowing because when we rest that's when our best ideas come you know like when we when we give ourselves time to sit back and go 
right, this is this is for me now. I need I need time to just be. That's when we create. That's when we're that's when we're creative. And then, you know, this is why I like working with cycles. And I I, I would love more blokes to start, you know, noticing these this kind of way of living, knowing that there's a time to be and a time to do. Because I think there's a lot of pressure on males to keep up, you know, to support and provide, you know, like, I mean, all you've got to look at is, my, my partner and I speak about this a lot, is look at how long blokes get paternity. You know, if, if you're working in a nine to five, your paternity is two weeks. Um, that is not enough. No, that's what I've got uh, coming up. Yeah, yeah June. Yeah, it's just. Uh, um, it was. Yeah, it's really interesting because I always thought that when you're looking at some of the role models in business at the moment who are flying really high, they yeah. do display that feminine energy really well. Mm. Uh, and um, from my my experience in in education, all of my men well. Uh, I won't say all of them, but a vast majority of my mentors have been women. And yeah. I feel like that's benefited me a mm. huge amount because of being able to balance that energy. There's yeah. kind of a, a, a dogma in society that there's a friction. There's always the men feeling threatened that women are coming to take over and the women yeah. feeling threatened like they need to fight and earn their place. Well, actually, yeah, like, like you said, balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah we shouldn't that's be putting heads. The balance is brilliant because yeah. we can learn so much from each other and yeah. and um, and kind of open ourselves up. And I believe that men probably have more to learn from yeah. women just because yeah. of the lack of being open and, mm. and experiencing the energy and feeling actually this could be something that for people listening right now and looking to find their purpose, looking to kick on in their careers, this could be a game changer for you in your organization yeah. or whatever it is that you're doing because you think, right, can I open my brain up to different ideas rather than just sticking to the norm or the, the traditional um, CEO of a company who's in his you know, mid-50s cracking open a bottle of whiskey in his office. It's different now. The life's mm. changed. This is kind yeah. of like, a, like you said, it's a movement that you're being a part of, and I really yeah. commend you for that. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, there's, there's, something has to change. Things have to change because we are seeing a rise in, you know, mental health issues, a rise in suicides, especially in, in men. Um, you know, and there's a lot of, this way of living could be a way of prevention you know because when you when when you're unbalanced and you know going back to like I said when I I quit like I fully quit teaching you know I, I was in the middle of my training and I was like I cannot do this anymore I I am going to put myself first I need to put myself first I need to put my child first but <laughs> there was so much pressure and it was so go 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 and all masculine energy like I was getting no bloody sleep you know and I can imagine a lot of people go through this a lot of people go through this stress where you are completely sabotaging yourself you know you're, yeah. you're sabotaging your health you're sabotaging your mental you know physical mental and physical state yeah, yeah, I talk about in the book. Um, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I talk about in the book. There's a, a part at one of my old schools where I was working. I was very, very close to leaving the profession myself. And I, I went up to them, uh, both the head of school and the assistant head in the office. And I said, look, I'm having a really tough time right now. 
Like mm. I'm really struggling with my mental health. And I felt like they were quite overwhelmed because it was uh, a man coming to tell them that. Mm. Uh, and I didn't quite know how to react. I, I held quite a lot of bitter feelings towards them for quite some time because I ended up having to get out of that situation or I knew that I was going to leave the profession. Mm. And I, I was I was really um, spiteful um, and when I left. But now I, I've taken more of an objective view of it must not have been easy to have empathy with that situation because it, how unusual was it for them and and being at, being more at peace with it really so so i feel like the people who will you know maybe think about coming to you or accessing therapy of any sorts mm -hmm. need to drop that notion of being judged because i feel like yeah. i had that before speaking to them and because yeah. i had that before speaking to them their reaction i took the slightest facial expression and i blew it up out of proportion that is all it takes as well that is all it takes you so know? trying to yeah drop that um preconceived yeah. idea of i'm going to get judged this is going yeah. to be really painful um, there might be some discomfort there because that's what we have to do to learn about ourselves quite a lot of the time yeah but it's always like we said right back at the beginning things are happening for us not to us yeah. uh, and and that is certainly the case so uh i just want to dig deep in now into your your daily actions now at evolve uh -huh. hypnotherapy uh, and a part of the show which i call the creation phase of, of the purpose cycle which is your day-to-day -day, um well you know people might call it the grind uh yeah. what we're doing every day uh, and also i'm more interested in your routines as well because i think that there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who maybe play with the idea of journaling play with the idea mm -hmm. of meditation but maybe don't dive into things enough. So, so what things do you do to really set you up for the day and make sure that you can perform at your optimum? So every single day, I've made sure I've done this every single day for a year now. I take some time. Well, I say for a year now, definitely since this has been like my full time thing. So I left education uh, summer last year and made this like my full-time my full-time career and since then I've obviously had time to really tailor my working day around myself and around what I want so I like to definitely do a little bit of meditation every day even if it's just five minutes I listen to different things you know I, I do self-hypnosis I every single morning I pull myself a tarot card or a, an oracle card and there's I like to try and train my intuition you see because when we train our intuition we develop that connection with our true self the connection with you know that this sense of when I say higher self the real me you know like the real my soul you know who I am <laughs> Um, because we often get clouded with ego, which is, you know, ego likes to keep us comfortable, likes to keep us in the safe zone, which is usually a sabotaging zone as well. Um, so yeah, I like to pull like some daily guidance, just keep it in mind for the day. Um, I like to get out in nature. So I've got a little dog, my little dog Bella, who I'll just love a bit. Uh, we, we like to have little breaks, little walking breaks. Um, yeah, and do you know what? I can honestly say my physical side has dropped down a lot since I've been working at home, funnily enough. And it's definitely something that I've wanted to get back into. So I've made it my 
I've made it my challenge for this month to do something that brings me joy and something that physically brings me joy. So I've decided to go to dance class. I've not danced since school. <laughs> so yeah, I've decided to do that. I wanted to find something that brings me like, you know, a happy, light feeling. Um, because I don't think we do that enough. Like, You're right. we grind, don't we? And we forget that we've got needs. We, we've yeah, got yeah. child needs. And one of those needs is, you know, Feeling good. Feeling yeah, good. absolutely. I, um, I, I've sort of followed that lead this year because um, I, I, I've done the opposite of what everyone usually does in January. I've quit the gym rather than joined yeah. it uh, because yeah. I found myself inside all the time doing it. So like you said about being with nature, I've started to yeah. go running instead. Uh, yeah. and I, I used to run a lot as a child and being out there in nature and, to, and, and not even focusing on the, the fitness aspects. I know I'm being active, but putting in podcasts, being able to, to learn – but also stop halfway around, take out the earphones, really soak it up and yeah. enjoy being outside. Uh, and, and it's helped my sleep a huge amount mm. amongst other things yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I really see what, you, what you're saying there, definitely. Yeah, I definitely have to, especially being a therapist as well, because obviously I take, I take a lot from people. I take a lot of energies and... No, that's my job, but I need outlets as well. And like everybody else, I'm a human being. I've got my own, you know, I have I get my own challenges throughout the months. Like yesterday, yesterday I felt like I had a day and a half, honestly. <laughs> you know, like we all we all have one of those days, don't we? But it's how I deal with it now that I just kind of I've learned to just surrender to whatever's happening. Like just let accept and acknowledge how I'm feeling at the at the time, you know. So, like, if I if I feel a little bit anxious, then just kind of sitting with it and being like, right, feel anxious. It's not going to last forever. Why am I anxious? And you know, so I start looking into things, and that's when I know if I ever feel anxious, it's time to chill out see some friends, get an early night, make sure I'm not working into the night because it's very easy to do that sometimes. Um, yeah, and just, and when my energy's up again, go for it, you know, when I'm feeling, that's, when when your energy comes back, that's like, I think you, I've learned to follow my passion, follow when I'm lit up, and when I'm lit up, I'm more creative, and when I'm more creative, I'm more authentic, and yeah, I just sort of put that energy into my work, really, and, and make sure I'm trying to practice what I preach, which isn't always easy, <laughs> you know. You're right. Uh, I love how you said there about surrendering. Yeah. It is a great phrase to use because a lot of the time we do like to battle ourselves, our battle our feelings. Yeah. Um, it, in some cases, it's really good to to battle the comfort, the ego side of the mind. Yeah. But it's understanding when it's your body speaking to you, not the ego. Um, and that's kind of something that's just dawned upon me from this conversation, really, because um, Will Smith, it was, who was talking about running and reading. So reading exercises yeah. the brain whilst running is the constant battle with your mind because it's, it's telling you to stop, telling you to go home. Put, yeah. the pizza, put your pizza in the oven or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then I've just, when you said about surrendering there, it I, it got me thinking about 
yeah, actually, we, our body tells us a lot. Uh, and that's something that I've not really considered before. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. And, and I, I noticed as well, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, is that part of, of grounding then as well? Because I've heard of yeah. grounding before, but then I saw you post about it on social media. Yeah. And I love that phrase. And I, I followed that straight after you posted it. Uh, because I kind of, this is for, for my wife and I, we've been in this house less than a year. So doing the grounding sort of in the house is something that we manifested uh, around Christmas time last year. We never thought it would really come this quickly, but that appreciation, that grounding, that, that becoming one with that earth is, again. And then yeah. I went outside and did it there as well. <laughs> Do you know, it's so, it, that that's another part of my everyday practice is gratitude and grounding. Gratitude changes your life. I can't even tell you how such a quick activity, if, if executed, you know, regularly, can have major impacts. Because within turn, you raise your vibration. So I've spent a lot of time every day. I spend a lot of time trying to raise my vibes because when you raise your vibrations, we all vibrate. And, you know, however, whatever frequency we're vibrating on, we attract back. That's the law of attraction. So, you know, we all know, we all know when we're vibing low, like you might not have heard, listeners might not have heard that, you know, term before, but when, when you're, when your vibrations are low, you're feeling low, you're feeling heavy, you're feeling like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders, you might be feeling jealousy, you might be feeling anger, you know, any of those negative negative energies is all low vibrations. So grounding is really important to me because it helps sort of bring you back. It brings you back down to earth instead of being so high with all those negative emotions. It's like, you know, or, or even low, if, if you're feeling low, it, it kind of brings this sense of peace or calm, you know, within your body. And when you practice gratitude, there's a, when, you, when you actually are grateful for something and, and your mind is thinking about how grateful you are for something, you can't actually feel a different emotion because gratitude is the highest vibing emotion. Um, so yeah, I've made sure that that has become like a ritual, and I've got—I've I've, realised I've got quite a lot of rituals. <laughs> I have like so I, I do moon like moon-centered rituals. So every new moon, I like I journal a lot. I journal a lot as well, a lot, you know, and sometimes like completely just let my let my hand write and see what comes out. And there's usually something subconscious that'll come out. Um. But yeah, practicing with the moon, doing new moon kind of meditations, hypnosis to you know expand my mind and really zone into my desires and how I want to feel and what I want to attract into my life. And on the full moon, I like to see if you know anything stopping me from achieving those desires. How am I feeling? You know, tapping into is there any fear there? that's holding me back like how can I push myself out of this comfort zone do I need to have another cycle at this to you know to work on it a little bit more and yeah so all of these things have had very profound impacts on my life well a very profound impact on my life you know all these little little things that I've learned to incorporate and I, I, I understand that for people who have never even you know come across this or given it a thought it's quite a lot to think about because I used to get really overwhelmed 
when I first started doing this kind of, you know, when I first started working on myself. So I would honestly say one thing at a time, just choose one thing that you can change in, you know, that you can practice for every day for a week, you know. If there's one little thing, even if that is literally getting a pad of post-it notes and leaving them beside your bed and writing three things that you're grateful for in the morning from as little as I'm grateful for opening my eyes to I'm grateful for permanent material things I have, you know, I'm grateful for the love that I receive, you know, from whoever. And the more we lean into that gratitude, the more we lean towards love, the more we lean towards joy, better we attract, you know, the more we attract back. And I suppose that links quite heavily to self-perception because if you can perceive something as a, a way to be grateful, then mm. obviously that will help you a lot more as well. So, yeah, so yeah I was thinking that because I have a, a task in, in the book related to victories and li listing the victories that you have every day. And, and yeah. really, I said, if you don't have, if you're viewing things and saying you don't have any victories, well, have you made the bed? You know, have you got out mm. there today? And it's that perception of, yeah, it is a victory because yeah. it can be tough. So that's been, uh, I think what you said there is absolutely spot on for the listeners. One thing at a time. Yeah. to dip your toe into is definitely uh, and and grounding and being outside is one of my targets so i yeah. started cold water therapy last year and yeah. and it is really tough yeah because, but the feeling afterwards amazing uh, mm -hmm. and and mine was because of discipline primarily because yeah. by discipline i would often fall off the wagon quite easily with projects and things and i knew that to write this book i needed to be disciplined so yeah. i'm trying to level it up this year by getting like an outdoor cold water tub like a like the old oh yeah like, like a like a barrel <laughs> yeah Just a... i saw someone do that today what's her name mel robbins oh yeah yeah I started following her and yeah i saw her do it i was like oh god she was cracking the ice on top oh uh, it is it, it, it is horrendous uh but oh. i i just feel like it makes me feel so good so it's about finding that thing yeah. that's really good for you i know by I am cheating a little bit. I'm waiting until it gets a little bit warmer. I'm doing the I'm doing the cold stuff now indoors, but to go outdoors and truly be outside at, mm. you know, when you appreciate the sunrise, when you get up in the morning, you see it, to be outside and experience that is something that I want to do. So that is definitely, that's a target of mine this year. So listeners, pick a target yourself. What do you want to incorporate? And I think one thing at a time, like you say, is the best way to go because it can it can feel overwhelming, but it can also feel like you're doing lots of chores. If you yeah. you add it, you're like, oh, now I've got to go and journal, and yeah. now I've got to to do this. Don't uh, make it like that. Do no. it, yeah. Just enjoy a little, it a little bit at a time. Yeah, and you do enjoy it because you roll into it. You roll into the next yeah. thing once you start to build your habits. You you mm. get that um, that routine, and you just yeah. feel like you roll into the next thing. Like now, when I wake up, it's you know, make the bed, cold shower, cold water, uh, yeah. and rather than you know, drinking copious amounts of coffee. It's about trying to make sure that I'm doing the right things early and you build yeah. it, and it and it rolls. So absolutely fantastic there, Sophie. And I'm going to go into a couple of questions just to, to finish. But before I get into those three questions, I want to talk about the fruition phase, the final phase of the purpose cycle. And that's when you kind of get the benefits of what you've put out there to the universe, what you've, yeah. what you've practiced over the time. So for you, what does your fruition look like um, in terms of what you do now, what benefits you experience from all of this that you're doing? And, and an additional question, what do you see fruition looking like in the future? Oh, I love <laughs> these questions. So, oh, so much has changed. So much has changed. Um, you know, I've, I've manifested 
a home that I love and a home that I knew I wanted an office. I wanted a therapy space at home because I have a young son and I want to make my life as easy as possible because I've gone through so many years of everything feeling so bloody hard, you know, feeling like I've had the weight, the weight of the world on my shoulders and I, I was like, do you know what? I want to craft the life I want. I want, I want to craft a life that feels good to me and that feels easy and, and it feels like I'm in the flow and, you know, and you feel like that when you're following something that lights you up, you know? Once you know, you know, and, and that can change, but for, for now, the fact that this has become my job, this has become my career, I get to do what I love. I get to share the gifts that I have, like my healing gifts, my empathy, my compassion, all of my natural things that come so easily to me. And that's when we know that we're that we're on the right path. That's when we know we our soul is aligned with our true purpose. When it feels easy, when it feels right, when it feels now, like I say, easy it doesn't always feel easy. You know, running your own therapy practice and doing it alone, and it definitely comes with its challenges. But you know, I'm I'm seeing all these different things, literally from appearing on podcasts to I'm starting my own group membership. Um, the cart will be open at the end of this month and that's very much about aligning yourself, you know, with your true purpose and with your happiness. And it's about using, it's called the Lunar Evolution and it's about working with those natural cycles that help us do and be, that help us, you know, dream and see what I, what we want our desires to be and then to follow those dreams and to start making the small aligned actions that amount to big changes and you know so I'm really this year feels like it's really it feels like a bit of a pivotal year for me like well it's, it's definitely a year of expansion for me um, moving away from just one-to-one therapy which I will always do I love it it's my passion but I also I'm missing this sense of community you know like that well, working on your own can get quite lonely and I've got so much to share and I've got so much that I believe that I've got to offer to the world um, so yeah that monthly membership the Lunar Evolution is going to be awesome can't wait for that and in the future oh, there's just so many things <laughs> I really want to travel traveling has always been a massive thing to me you know like the dream for me is like getting a camper and taking the kids on a road trip and just like traveling around and being free and you know living the life that we want to live if we if we want to go if we want to go abroad and we want to go and you know, I can work there, then great. I want to be able to travel and work. I want yeah. to be able to, yeah, just, how can I say it? Like live a life of freedom and stability. And I want to be able to show my, my son that you don't have to, you know, go down a route that, 
just because when you were 20 years old you thought you you thought that was the be all and end all I want to I want to show my son that you can follow your dreams you can follow your desires you can follow whatever bloody lights you up because we are limitless we're, we're limitless beings and that is just a perception of how we you know that that that's but we're limitless because we can always work on our mind programming we can always work on ourselves we can always keep moving forward you know so yeah that's that's what i want to bring into fruition i want to yeah a life of a life that works for me i believe there's something that you've said there that a lot of listeners will have never really thought about before you said i want to have freedom and stability yeah i feel like people think that's separate and they'll yeah. have had the pre-notions from parents growing up potentially yeah. you, you know you need to get that secure you job, need to, that get a job. You need to go to university yeah. Yeah. i've done absolutely now with my degree yeah. <laughs> degree absolutely it. now it was i mean it, it was it was definitely it was supposed to be one of my levels and I would have learned lots of things, you know, with right. when I went to university when I was 18, but, you know, I spent most of the time on the pace. <laughs> you know? As, as, as did we all, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but even up to, you know, even into my 20s, living for the weekend, that's all I was doing. I was stuck. I, I was in a job that, don't get me wrong, I loved working in education. I loved working with children, but it was too, it wasn't on my terms. And I wanted to live a life on my terms. And I want people to know that you can live a life on your terms. You don't have to be in this hamster wheel, you know, if you don't want to. You don't have to feel like, you know, you're grinding away. You don't have to feel like that. It's a choice. And, yeah, it's what, what you do with your next step, which is very important. Absolutely right. I just want to say that again for the listeners, freedom and stability, you can have both and it's they're not exclusive and, and, and you you should go for that that freedom first and the stability will come, you know, chasing something that you're passionate about. Just like Sophie's done, she's managed to turn it into her career. So the the stability is there. You've just got to have the faith to make the leap. So so yeah, yeah we'll go on to the next part now. And and, and the final part of the of the show. So three questions I ask every guest. And the first one is the uh the values question. What three values do you uphold the most? Or you know, which three values mean the most to you? Right. It took me a while to think about this, but first and foremost, my trust. My trust in the universe and the trust in making my dreams happen you know my trust in spirituality definitely it, you know i was thinking about this the other day and, and i was just thinking god my faith has really developed and if, if you'd have spoke about faith to me a few years ago i'd have gone well i'm not religious you know like it didn't mean much to me and then i worked in a catholic school for a while and although I've always, you know, followed these values of, you know, the, the values of what upholds a lot of religion, I'd never resonated with it until I started thinking about, you know, like the bigger picture, the universe, how we're all connected and just trusting that the universe had my back. So that's my first one. Next one is compassion that's that's a big value of mine i'm a very heart-led person you know 
I believe that I speak from the heart and I act from the heart. I'm, I'm a classic empath. You know, I've, I've always been an absorber of energy. I've always been a very emotional, emotionally led person. And yes, yeah, so definitely compassion. And the final one is like my commitment, like my commitment to growth and development. That's there. Uh, that's definitely one of my values. Like, I value growth. I don't like to be stuck. I don't want to feel stagnant. I've been there, you know. I felt really stagnant when I was just living for the weekend, when I was wishing my weeks away and couldn't wait to get out in town <laughs> and doing all the things I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, it's the downward spiral, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. When you learn to sort of accept the growth and, and and really embrace it it changes your life yeah three yeah. amazing yeah. values there so next one second one obviously there's been so much in this podcast that <laughs> listeners can take from it I, I really do believe that but if listeners were to make one big change and we've probably have touched on this earlier to be fair with, with something that we've already yeah. said but but that one big change over the next 12 months to completely change change their life for the better what, what would it be Oh, it's really hard to pinpoint one. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought of was be curious about yourself. Be curious of how you can develop yourself, start working on yourself, you know, start noticing your habits, your behaviours, how you react. See a therapist. <laughs> See a therapist or, or, you know, or a coach or someone to facilitate your growth and yeah, really yeah. think about stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. And um, obviously, finally, I love the um, the idea of the lunar evolution. That's something yeah. that I think listeners should definitely go and check out in the uh, in the coming days. But how else can listeners find you? You can find me. I like to hang out on Instagram quite a lot. I'm, I'm a bit of an Instagram obsessed. Um, so I'm on Instagram at Evolve Hypnotherapy. Uh, you can also find my website at www.evolvehypnotherapy.co.uk. And you can also sign up to my newsletter, which is on my website. If you just scroll down and if you sign up, you get a free um hypnosis audio to help reduce overwhelm which you know might be quite handy for a few of us i like to use it as well it's a bit weird listening to your own voice like but <laughs> so sometimes you just need a mind dump and yeah so that's my gift to you for signing up to my newsletter oh fantastic well you spoke about vibrations quite a lot in, in here and there's a lot of mirrors with the book really which is great because some of the things that i've written about and spoken about I never really directly labelled as spiritual, but yeah, yeah. there's a high amount of spirituality within the book. So it's great that we've kind of, we've, there's been so much there that's in common. Uh, and in terms of vibrations, you get a feeling very early on that, you know, someone has got very high energy and, and a lot to offer. So I'd like to thank you for coming on to the show because it, I think listeners will gain a huge amount from what you've spoken about there. Thank you very much, Sophie, for joining us this oh, week. You're welcome. I hope it serves you, whoever's listening. <laughs> it's, it certainly will. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Like you say, uh, check out all of Sophie's social medias and the newsletter as well. And we'll see you again next week. Watch me not stop, though.